Welcome back to Glitchcast episode number 61. We took a break last week uh, because there wasn't really any re- new releases that really grabbed our attention. Uh, your neck is like broken or something. I, and... uh, you know, I've learned pretty quickly. I'm not young anymore. And uh, don't run straight into a, a brick wall to try and save a basketball in a meaningless pickup game. So, yes, we have been out for a little bit. Um, and so we actually had planned on reviewing the movie High Flying Bird, which is a Steven Soderbergh movie on Netflix, uh, that actually has really good reviews, uh, but we kind of decided it's not really something that was going to warrant a lot of discussion, there wasn't a lot of news, there isn't a lot of news this week, so we figured we'd wait for this week and review Isn't It Romantic, a nice lineup with Valentine's Day last week, this is sort of the romantic comedy satire i don't even know well yeah we'll we'll get into it it doesn't really fit anywhere but yeah um so we'll we'll get to that we'll start with movie news um so last year we did oscars predictions and uh i even like wrote predictions for every single category for the website and guess what we're not doing that this year because this year's Oscars are doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not hyped. You got no host. There's controversy. Some of the some of the noms are just not great. Um, but what are you what are you hoping to see here? Um, if you have any big big predictions, I, who do you who do you want to win the best? I picture? would like for A Star Is Born to win. Same. Every That's award really that it's up for. Yeah. But other than that, I don't even like. I can't muster any like. It, and like we love movies, and I just can't muster any interest, really. Yeah, some of the, some of the noms weren't great. You got some great categories being off the air. You got people like Del Toro and Scorsese bitching; they're pissed as well. So a lot of bad changes they're making this year. And speaking, Frank, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of the off the air thing, is actually our our second news story here. So the Academy had basically they wanted to cut down on time. They wanted to make sure that it ran at exactly three hours, which. It's three hours. What's an extra 20 minutes going to do? Um, and so they actually cut four categories. Cinematography, film editing, two pretty pivotal categories for movies. Like, those are two very important jobs uh, for a movie. And then uh, live action short and some other one. I forget what the other... Oh, makeup and hairstyling. So uh, they should just cut all the short categories. There's, like, three short categories. Just get rid of them all. But, like, to think that they were going to get rid of cinematography, which is probably, like, the biggest category outside of, like, the main five, is mind-boggling to me. So, like you said, basically these big-time directors started bitching, uh, like, every cinematographer in, like, the Society of Cinematography or whatever, like, wrote a protest letter. And so then they basically walked it back five days after they said they were going to not air them. And it was like, oh, we're just going to air everything, actually. Yeah. So the Academy is just has no idea what they're doing. They hired Kevin Hart, got rid of Kevin Hart. They said they were going to do Best Popular Film, got rid of Best Popular Film. Uh, said, uh, you know, they were going to get rid of this, and now they're airing all this. They just have no rhyme or reason to anything. No. They're, throw- they're like DC right now. And actually, give me a second. I did the cool thing where I start recording audio from a terrible source. I'm going to switch to my good source, so my voice is about to get sexy. Okay, we are back, and I sound sexier. Yeah, I agree. A lot of bad changes they're making this year. A lot of trying to get more audiences and doing some pretty drastic things 
without, you know, getting any feedback on them. You know, I don't know. A lot of bad decisions. Just the least hyped I've been for the Oscars my entire, my entire adult life. Yeah, I... It's very depressing. This is like... Yeah. This is the Super Bowl of movies, and it feels like poop. Um... Mm-hmm. Enough Oscar talk. Breaking Bad. Uh, it came out that they were going to make a a, a movie sequel to the series uh, a couple months ago, and now it's like officially official. It is a sequel starring Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman yet again, uh, written and directed by Vince Gilligan, who created the series, and is going to air on Netflix first. They have first streaming rights, and then after Netflix is going to air on AMC. So that actually makes me happier to know that it's not going to be like a TV movie. There's sort of like a stigma with that, I think. Yeah. And knowing that it's going to go straight to Netflix, which I think Netflix helped out Breaking Bad a lot because it was sort of like when Breaking Bad was on, but people like hadn't really watched it on AMC and they just started binging it on Netflix. So I think that it's a nice little trade off here. Um, I don't know yeah, if this is like a prequel yet or a direct sequel to the like the. I finale, think I've heard but... it happens right after he escapes. Really? So we're gonna get to see the fallout after that. Um, do you think there's any doubt in your mind that, oh man, okay, spoilers, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you're dumb, um, and fast forward, I guess, a minute and a half, starting now, um, but do you think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that, um, you know, he's dead, or do you think they'll bring Heisenberg back? Was he dead laying on that floor? I don't think Because we know in, in television, you are not dead until you see you're dead. I don't think I don't think they'll bring him back because I think if they brought him back, that ruins the entire ending yeah. or every the the entire finale. I think maybe literally something where they bring him back for a flashback just to make people who want to see him back happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be Aaron Paul's movie, and frankly, he hasn't done much since uh, since that drive away scene, and uh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. Actually, I generally I'm not really all for like bringing dead shows back, but. You know, Breaking Bad is like one of the greatest shows of all time, and I I, I have faith in this. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, next up, Denis Villeneuve's Dune movie has an official release date, November 2020. So that is about a year and a half away, a little over. Um, and its cast is just continuing to grow. The cast of this movie is Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, who you know from a he's like in a ran, bunch of random stuff. He's Papa Skarsgård, right? Char, yes, Charlotte Rampling. I don't know who that is. Javier Bardem, Zendaya, or Zendaya, and Josh Brolin, as well as Jason Momoa. Now, that is Jesus. An absolutely insane cast. And so so we have this cast. Then we have the Tarantino Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, cast, which is rivals this, might be better than this. And then Ryan Johnson's next movie called Knives Out, which has an equally insane cast. So there's three movies that are just almost assembling like the greatest cast of all time. Can you imagine a movie that is as good as Blade Runner with – like four times the star power like this is gonna be awesome and i i don't think i ever watched the original dune by um oh, yeah. god the guy who did David twin Lynch. peaks yeah um but it's got a big following i think it was wasn't it a book before yeah i believe i believe it's a book or series of books also do you know what zendaya's name is i want to call her by that because her name is stupid wow how dare you know i don't know what her real name what is, is. who is she moby excuse me 
please do not hate on Zendaya. 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 What is her real name? Her real name is Zendaya. No, it isn't. Zendaya Marie Stormer Coleman. Yeah. Okay. So, so she does have a first that. and last name. Got it. Okay. But yeah, but she's not gonna go by Zendaya Coleman. She should. No, I disagree. Rocket Girl. She can. If I could go by one name, I would. I think that would you be could cool. Austin. Yeah, but that's not that's that's too it's that's too like popular of a name. Ugh, weak. <laughs> uh, so yeah, insane cast. Uh, and then more casting news. Last movie news story: Zombieland Two, which had a poster come out. I don't know if we talked about this, but the poster looked <laughs> absurdly did. photoshopped, just like terrible, like hilariously bad photoshopping skills um that it almost it looked like a fan at it yeah yeah like someone was like trying to make up a rumor that this was happening but it's actually happening uh thomas middlejitch is joining and that feels right with jesse eisenberg in the movie so thomas middlejitch is the lead in silicon valley yes. uh, very quirky i can see him just being like super scared the whole time um, or they'll do a role swap and he'll be a badass, but I doubt that. But yeah, he, he fits right into this this weird universe. Yeah. Um, cool. Do we think he'll be like Jesse Eisenberg's brother? I don't know if he was. Oh, Jesse I can was see that. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll find out in seven months or so. Uh, TV news, two TV news stories. Uh, the Game of Thrones showrunners revealed that Sir Pounce, uh, Tommen's cat, is dead. Feels like uh, unneeded thing to put out there yeah they're already starting killing people and the show hasn't it's not even back yet come on how dare but like what's the point of having to say that the cat is dead what did the cat ever do why does yeah. it matter are were people clamoring to know whether the cat like survived without tommen unbelievable they make us wait this long and they're just giving us off-screen deaths of oh, su- such owl. a pivotal character too unbelievable. yeah uh, last news story of the week, Devil in the White City, we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago, uh, is in development at Hulu from Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Uh, so this was actually originally supposed to be a movie starring Leo, directed by Scorsese, um, after they picked up the rights back in 2010, I believe. Um, but it was in development hell somehow. I don't know. This sounds like it would be a great movie. Uh, but now Hulu picked it up. It's actually happening. They're both executive producing. There's no word on whether they'll have any more involvement. So we don't know if like Leo will star in it or if Scorsese will direct it or do anything like that. Um, I think either way, it's pretty cool that it's coming from them. And the story is absolutely fascinating. So. Yeah, I'm actually really happy it's being transitioned into TV. Um, wait, did they say is, is it going to be episodes or yeah, just, it's, it's a limited limited series. Cool. Like, there's a lot to tell here. Like, I've listened to like a six hour podcast. There's massive books. It'd be tough to cram it all into a two three hour movie. So I love that it's it's becoming a mini series and we're gonna get more time with this character. Could you see Leo as one of the? I mean, it's it's about whatever two two guys because you see him as either one i think he's too old for hh H. holmes but it you know he, you, you can clean him up as long as he doesn't look like he did in like the revenant <laughs> got it um all right so that's it for tv news we got a fair amount of trailers this week actually first up is frozen 2 so they made a sequel to that well you knew they were they? going to jesus yep. christ that movie made some money yeah and so uh this trailer First off, is a teaser trailer, but it's like two and a half minutes long. Can we figure out the times for these trailers, marketing companies? Unbelievable. Um, this trailer has like a dark vibe to it. 
Yeah, this trailer's like it, it was really kind of off putting to me because it was like cartoony characters, but really realistic, like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones style water crashing against black rock. Yeah. And it was a little off putting actually. I was actually like, what what is going on here? I was slightly terrified. Um I was glad that they only showed Olaf once and he didn't talk, the stupid little snowman who oh, is the absolutely worst. hate him more than anything. I just want him to melt. To be fair, I'm kind of, I think you are too, kind of a Frozen hater. We think uh, Tangled is way better. Uh, I don't, I really didn't love Frozen. Um, And I know parents, you know, shout out to you guys with little kids nowadays. Apparently that is like a five day or five movies a day type rewatch type thing. Like parents have seen Frozen one a hundred million times. So they're Mm -hmm. stoked that a second Frozen's coming out. So it's something new. Um, So I was just actually like laughing at this trailer. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't mind the first Frozen, but I definitely think it was, like, way overblown, and Tangled 100% is a million times better. So what's going on here? You've got Elsa, probably, right? That's her name? Kristen Bell? Yes. Stuck on... No. Elsa is not Kristen Bell. Anna. Anna. Which one's the Frozen power one? Elsa, I believe. And she's stuck on a island. Is she she stuck? Is she trying to get away? I don't think she's stuck. I think she's just... Is she practicing? I feel like she's just practicing something. I feel like she's just kind of like messing around. But it looked like stuff. she was trying to like get out of there. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't either. Like you've got, but, uh, uh, you've got like the a, guy who voices the elk friend man leading a pack yep. of elves. Like, I don't think anybody yeah. knows what's going on. Uh, the one thing that I can't... There is a uh, someone that has similar powers to Elsa, but it's it's fall. Yeah. Yes, it's turning fall, it looks like, so it's going to be a little bit more colorful, and, I think. And I don't know why having abilities that turn things to fall is bad, considering fall is the best season, but uh, I, I'm not quite sure. Fall is pretty good, yeah. I mean, getting people some mm-hmm. pumpkin spice mm-hmm. lattes mm-hmm. and hoodies, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'll take that power um, any day. So I don't know. So I, they must go at, at odds with each other somehow. I don't know what it would be. I just, like... The, towards the end when the music's swelling up and it's like I don't know why I did the Infinity War jingle but it was just like very epic sounding but very, a very strange clash of art styles it didn't work for me I, I mean I Frozen 2 is kind of like the biggest movie coming out this year biggest sequel coming out this year so um, yeah. so that's that's cool that comes out in November I believe uh, Yesterday is a Danny Boyle movie um Written by Richard Curtis, who wrote Love Actually. This movie is about a war, about a guy who basically, there's a huge blackout energy wise, uh, electricity wise. Uh, he kind of falls off his bike, hits his head, wakes up, and finds out that the Beatles, no one remembers this except for him. And he basically just capitalizes on being able to remember and play Beatles songs. What did you? So I think this is gonna be kind of like a musical, obviously. Uh, what What did you think about this trailer? Are you excited? I was. Uh, I was. I was charmed by it. I think it looks great. Um, and I couldn't tell if by the end I was super pumped mm-hmm. just because I was hearing Beatles songs, and I, you know, everybody loves the Beatles. Um, but it seems like they might, you know, come back and call them out on "You Stole Our Songs." But like, I was listening to another podcast about this scenario, and. What would you do if, if this happened? Like, if no one knew the Beatles, like, I feel like you not bringing the Beatles music back is, like, 
taking away from society. You just go to your grave with you, the only person ever being able to enjoy the Beatles. Like that's kind of selfish. Well, one of the big things for me is, and this is just kind of like thinking maybe too deeply into it is like, if the Beatles never existed, there's a lot of different bands that wouldn't exist and probably genres of music would be completely different. It's true. And so like, I, I feel like, like even today, if I came out and played like a Beatles song, would it be as big of a hit? Right, like like in the trailer, he starts singing Yesterday. But yeah. the reason I think people love Yesterday is it's been around for 40, exactly. 50 years and it touched a lot of people and they had other full albums of music to supplement Yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't just sing Yesterday and be a hit. Um, so we're poking way too many holes in this movie, but yeah. I think it does look fun and I think it'll be enjoyable. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. Uh, I could have done without the cringy joke from Ed Sheeran at the end of the trailer where he's like, uh, you should call it Hey Dude. Hey, hey, dude, 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 dude. Um, pro tip: I read on Reddit that he was actually in talks to star, um, but there was a lot of backlash around his role in Game of Thrones, and they're like, "No, he's a bad actor. We should not let him star. Let's have him cameo." <laughs> uh, you mean him just awkwardly sitting next to Arya while she was talking or telling a story? Great, great stuff. Yeah, just this little hobbit on <laughs> uh, screen. Next up is the long shot. This is a. Seth Rogen and uh, Charlize Theron movie. Basically, Charlize Theron is running for president, and she used to be Seth Rogen's babysitter. And baby, uh, and Seth Rogen is a journalist or something like that, and basically is trying to you know get back with her. This movie looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really hate it or love it. I was like, oh, this is a Seth Rogen film that isn't about drugs maybe it'll be okay like 50 50 was it seems more serious but with a little bit of lightheartedness to it there's some drugs jokes and go into a rave jokes it just looked very mediocre to me i, I wasn't none of the, none of the jokes here. landed for me and like i when i read the synopsis for this I, I read about it when we were like kind of like doing like our most anticipated i was like i might throw this on there because like i like these people uh this director jonathan mm-hmm. levine or levine uh who's made some other good movies and so I was like, this sounds decent. I think it'll be entertaining and funny. And I was sitting in theater for Isn't It Romantic. It's the first time that I saw this trailer. And I was just sitting there, and it came on, and I was like, wow. I could not have been more wrong. Because, like, I didn't laugh once. I didn't even smirk. I was just kind of like, ugh. Wow, these jokes are Yeah, I are think bad. I smirked. I was just like, this could be an interesting scenario. Uh, but, yeah, nothing nothing very laugh out loud here. Brutal. Um, next up is Ma. <laughs> This oh my God. is a Blum, this is a Blumhouse movie. Uh, this is about a group of kids or teenagers that basically run into this woman, Octavia Spencer, at the store and ask her to buy them booze. She does, and then basically she offers up like her basement at her house, at her kind of like creepy house, uh, for them to party in, and they go and party there. And now, and then some weird stuff happens with her and the kids, and. Um, yeah, so clearly something sinister is up with her. This is going to be like the truth or dare of this year. That's my guess. Uh, no, come on. This looks awesome. Potentially worse would be my guess. No way. I think it's going to be worse than truth or dare. No way. This, gonna uh, this I'm going to use I'm going to use it before you do. This looks bonkers. Um I I've never really been a fan of Octavia Spencer. I feel like she takes the same role same. in a lot of uh, movies. So uh, props to her for doing something definitely outside of you know her usual typecast. True. It's like when I was a teen, I would be so pumped if somebody was like, "I'll buy you liquor and let me you throw parties in your basement." Like when I was really young. So I, I, I'm kind of into this plot. I'm into how stupid this looks. 
I, it's so, why would you go and, like, they literally, like, they say to each other when they pull up to the house in the middle of the night and it's super creepy and they're like, should we do this, guys? I don't know about this. Yeah, no shit. You shouldn't do it. This random so woman thing. is inviting you, you. You had me to give you alcohol when you needed alcohol, okay? When I needed alcohol back when I was really young, I was, like, asking random strangers at the gas station, like, hey, hey, man, can you, can you buy me some manga? Can you? <laughs> Can you give me some beer? Can you give me a Swisher Sweet? Well, so, like the, the lengths people went to to get booze and party when they were young, like this is in line with what people would do. I have nothing wrong with the asking and <laughs> accepting the booze from her, but going to her house in the middle of nowhere yeah. and partying there feels weird. Anyway, kids can um, find a place to party easy. Today. I want to see and review this. I I do I do too. I just think it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> It looks so good. Uh, next up is The Hustle. Uh, this stars Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Uh, this is actually like a, a, a new spin on the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which uh, I believe starred Steve Martin, maybe? Uh, um, hmm. And Michael Caine, and, uh, or maybe Kevin Klein and Michael Caine. Uh, basically, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson play two con women uh, who... Uh, start to work together uh hathaway wants to sort of teach rebel wilson how to be as good as she is at it i guess and then they kind of find a mark and try to uh bamboozle him um this i'm and we'll get into isn't it romantic but i think i'm kind of not i don't know if i've ever been about rebel wilson's whole shtick uh i think she's fine i think she's like talented but i think that She's pigeonholed herself into just being Fat Amy from the Pitch Perfect movies in every single role that she's in. And yep. so that's sort of like this ramped up even more in this. I do like Anne Hathaway's whole British thing that she's doing and being like pompous and stuff, but I'm, I'm over Rebel Wilson just being like a dumb fat woman or something like that, which is like what it feels like they're trying to make. Like, I don't want to laugh at her because she's fat or something. Yeah. And like you said we'll talk about it soon i think they did a better job and isn't it romantic mm-hmm. and it didn't it didn't devolve into that but it looks like this will like she's in this territory of um god who's the other one i hate that does a poopy and falls down every movie she's in melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy she's in that same vein and she's pigeonholing herself and this looks like yeah more of the same so i chuckled a few times it looks like harmless but not good like I'm thinking, thirty percent Rotten Tomatoes. What if the twist is that uh, Rebel Wilson was actually like uh, the the more skilled con the entire time? I can see it. Yeah, they got, I can see it. Like or Anne Hathaway backstabbing her. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, that's probably coming. I did giggle at Anne Hathaway's ridiculous laugh at the very end of the trailer, where she's like, ah, "I did not see that coming." Like, yeah, she looks pretty good in it, but. Rebel Wilson, man. I started to come around to her, and then I saw this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the last movie trailer, before we get to two TV trailers, uh, Child's Play. This is the Chucky reboot movie starring Aubrey Plaza, um, basically with a with a new spin on it. It's not like an actual doll doll. It's like more technology-wise, uh, like kind of like a robotic doll. Uh, yeah, I think in the originals it was a spirit or something, yeah. or a demon, yeah. um, and... What do you what do you think is taking it over here? Is it a corporation? Like what is I, making it evil? I don't know. I feel like there's gonna be there's gotta be like some weird thing where like whoever programmed it or something like maybe yeah. it was like some dark and sinister person or somehow just the program just it got hacked went haywire maybe. and yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, 
I think it looks okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, you know, doing her best mom uh, being attacked by the doll thing. Is the Who's the kid? Do we know the kid? Uh, I think we do. I was going to say, that's not your boy Jacob Tremblay, is no, it? No, it isn't. I would. I would be all out on this movie if it was. Um, I need updated Child's Play. Child's Play 2019. My boy Luke is uh, is VP of Marketing over at Orion Pictures. I think they're behind this as well. You know, I trust him on most horror recommendations. He said, I think he's seen some early screener footage of it, and he said it's it's great. So, I mean, it's a reboot of Child's Play. We're going to have to see this in review. Yes, uh, the kid is Gabriel Bateman. He is in uh, Lights Out and huh. Annabelle. All right, so he's really, okay. really... Young kid hitting the, hitting them scary movies, nice. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty in on this. I think it looks fun. When you uh, did you ever see any of these when you were nope. Little? Okay, do you find Chucky creepy? No. Or do you think he's ridiculous? I think he's absurd. I think when I was little, I thought he was really creepy. Uh, but you know, nowadays, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast where they were just like commenting to the trailer of somebody who said it looked amazing he's like well if if he attacked me i'd kick him <laughs> and they're like no but he has he has powers like he's a demon he's like yeah but i'd kick him <laughs> they're like no but you don't understand he has the strength of like adult-sized men but he's like a little doll he's like yeah but if he attacked me i'd kick him <laughs> it's so true you just punt that little thing uh, yeah i mean like i find dolls creepy but like i think he's absurd and ridiculous so we've seen him on the poster but i'd like to see him in motion mm-hmm. kind of see as long as they don't overdo the cg doll crap you know if they do it prosthetic and it looks pretty cool i think we, i think it might be yeah. fun uh so two tv trailers we got catch 22 which is a hulu mini series with uh actually from george clooney and starring george clooney and kyle chandler uh this is basically about a um pilot in world war ii um and uh the the whole thing revolves around like the the actual catch-22 where they basically said like you would have to be crazy to fly these missions but if and and you you could choose not to if you didn't want to and realize like how crazy they were but to admit how crazy they are would mean that you're sane, which means that you're okay to fly. So <laughs> it's that that whole catch twenty two thing. But it basically just seems like it's this guy that's you know trying to survive these crazy miss- missions. I don't. It feels kind of slapsticky and goofy, and I don't think it looks very good. Yeah, could not get the tone down. Um, is it supposed to be a commentary on the war? Is it supposed to be a historical retelling? It looked well shot, mm-hmm. nice and vibrant. Um, but it reminded me of the tone of, um, God, it was the Coen Brothers movie, like The Men Who Are Goats mm-hmm. or something. Uh, George Clooney's in it as well. He looks essentially like the same character. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really care about this. Yeah, it just it, it also reminded me of George Clooney's last directorial effort called The Monuments Men or something like that. Yeah. Which was another, like, historical thing in World War II where it's just, like, goofy dudes trying to steal artwork or some shit like steal that. Art. Yeah, Bill Murray was yeah. in it. I'm like, come on, Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this doesn't look very good. Uh, then the last trailer was for The Case Against Adnan Syed. Uh, this is an HBO documentary series that is actually about the same stuff that Serial Season 1 is about. Um, but I think it's taking a little different approach because obviously Serial Season 1 has been kind of hit against for trying to, like, being a little bit too much on Ad- Adnan's side. Uh, so I think this is going to obviously take, like, a little bit more unbiased look. 
Um, I think it was pretty good. I more true crime, and this case is fascinating to me. So all in. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think a lot of people when they were on episode three of Serial googled what you know mm-hmm. Adnan looked like and what Jaime or Jaime I can't remember her Jaime, name, yeah. looked like and what uh, who is his buddy John or Jack yeah. or something. That, what everybody kind of looked like and this will be pretty cool to actually see it on screen, a different spin on it, and to kind of revisit uh, what really got me really into podcasts, which is Serial. Yeah. Uh, so that is it for trailers this week. We got what you watching now. Um, so I'll talk about the two things that I watched, and then we can talk about High Flying Bear quick. Uh, I watched The Front Runner, which is a movie from Jason Reitman, uh, who made like Up in the Air um, and Tolly last year. Uh, stars Hugh Jackman. He's also creating the Ghostbusters reboot, right? Yes, he is. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, stars Hugh Jackman as Gary Hart, uh, who was running for pres- the as the Democratic uh nomination for president back in like the 80s uh late 80s and uh sort of the scandal about his infidelity um it's okay like it's kind of entertaining um but it felt like they could have gone like much deeper to like connect it to today's politics and something like that it just felt like it wasn't trying to say anything um and it didn't even feel like it was saying anything about gary hart himself and so it was kind of it was kind of weird um does hugh jackman look like a huge jacked man no he looks like a normal man really yeah Hmm. yeah Uh, And then I watched the TV series on Netflix called Russian Doll, uh, which just released last week or two weeks ago. Uh, It's just eight episodes, half-hour episodes, uh, about a woman who kind of gets stuck in this Groundhog Day kind of loop thing where she keeps dying and then waking up, or not waking up, dying and then reappearing at this party that she was at. Um, And then uh, there's a couple twists and turns and stuff. I, people are, like, raving about it, and I don't know why. It's one, like, it's kind of funny, and it's somewhat entertaining, but it just, it's not funny enough for me to, like, be hooked, and it's not, like, dramatic enough or, like, feels like it's trying to, like, make a point about anything um, that deserves any kind of attention. Uh, so, I don't know. It was. I actually turned the trailer off. I was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also used the trailer music that seemingly is in every trailer music the, mu- trailer these days. The Beach Bum, some other mm-hmm. trailer as well. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but yeah, not 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 a recommended watch. No, not really. Um, so then we have High Flying Birds. So this is from Steven Soderbergh, who made Logan Lucky and the Oceans movies. Uh, from the writer of Moonlight, starring. Um, Andre Holland, who was in the, who was also in Moonlight, but he was also in the TV show The Nick, um, and this is basically about an agent uh, trying to sort of maneuver and survive during an NBA lockout, uh, and trying to make like his his top recruit pick uh, kind of survive after taking a bad deal from a loan shark, um, and then kind of trying to make the lockout end. And uh, it's like 92% of Rotten Tomatoes uh, shot on an iPhone because that's Soderbergh's whole thing now. Um, yeah, why? It's so annoying. Yeah, just <laughs> I, uh, I actually really like this movie. I loved this movie, to be entirely honest. Um, I would give it probably an A. Um, I think, unfortunately, I don't know if it's because of my TV or the way that Netflix does stuff, but like the iPhone does not match up well. The, the shots like mm. it just didn't look that good to me um yeah but it did kind of make it feel much more real and kind of like 
almost documentary-like. Um, but what annoys me about that is like it's an iPhone rigged up with a bunch of extra yeah. equipment. So just shoot it with the camera. Yeah. Granted, there were a couple intimate shots mm-hmm. and stuff, like a lot of POV, not POV, but like where the camera's staring mm-hmm. right at you. So cool that the iPhone's good enough kind of to shoot a full feature like movie but like just get back to the cameras yeah um but i i'm a big nba fan a basketball fan and uh so like that that kind of connection hooked me a little bit it was nice to see sort of stuff that may actually go on during a lockout uh and uh but i think i think deeper i really liked it just because it was very interesting to see sort of this connection between like people trying to take agency over themselves and their skills without sort of being exploited and i think that's actually a good connection to like politics and how like a progressive movement these days and how that's kind of affecting the landscape of politics and you know social activism and rights like that um it wasn't like as deep as that but i just see the connection so i kind of liked it uh but yeah no i I thought it was very entertaining the dialogue was zippy it was almost sorkin like at times so uh that moonlight writer dude keep writing fucking love that guy uh but yeah pretty entertaining um i could have watched like another like three hours of it to be honest yeah, I was falling asleep. Um, I stopped following the NBA a while back when like the Bulls just really started to suck. Uh, pretty much not a little before Derrick Rose left and everything. So not really something that interested me that much. The direction I thought was like, okay, it's an iPhone. I get it. Why does it still look so flat? Um, yeah, the, the dialogue was okay. Um, and it was interesting to see behind the scenes. It's definitely a movie that... I don't think there's a lot of movies where the whole thing is really about this sort of subject. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a peek behind the curtains, something you don't see every day. But I don't know, man. It was I thought it was average. I'd say like B minus, C plus. Boo. <laughs> no, I did like the, the I did like the themes and, and what it stood for though, because you know there's a lot of content creators that want to do like full on straight up football reviews and awesome NBA mo- like youtube channels mm-hmm. and they just get struck down left and yeah. right it's really annoying yeah um but yeah i mean so that's kind of kind of half recommended half not recommended so you can do whatever you want um all right so that is actually it for what you watch and then it is time for our isn't it romantic review with a guest actually and she will be on in one second here brb all right we have a guest and she is here say hello sarah hello sarah Ooh, nice <laughs> She listens. She listens well. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah She's Lavelle is here, my sister and Andy's wife, uh, family. Who's, who's who's joined a few times before? You know her if you listen. Um, so we're going to talk about "Isn't It Romantic," which is the romantic comedy slash romantic comedy send up um, that just released on Valentine's Day last week, starring Rebel Wilson, Adam Devine, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Priyanka Chopra, I think her name is, right? Ooh, you nailed got it. Got it, got it, yes. got it down. Um, basically about uh, Rebel Wilson plays this character who kind of hates romantic comedies and uh, romanticizing just life in general and then uh, hits her head and wakes up in a world where it's pretty much an actual romantic comedy and everything that's happening to her is romantic comedy-like. Um, except no one else realizes it. So, what is you guys think about isn't it romantic ladies first i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah yes i thought it was funny it was a different twist on romantic comedies Mm -hmm. and i thought that everybody did a good job i uh, was very pleased with the cast and i didn't think it dragged on or anything which i feel like a lot of romantic comedies do 
they hit the like the third act and it's just like it takes forever to end sometimes <laughs> and uh i didn't feel that way about this yeah um it was fun you know it had me chuckling i i was you know i'm not we talked about this we don't i don't love this whole fat amy thing you know she falls down and she's big and she's clumsy and she makes a poopy but uh, <laughs> like she was actually she what was, is with you and make a poopy well it's a it's, it's a common fart joke thing where you know melissa mccarthy has me trained now to expect it and she's not melissa mccarthy she's fat amy though doesn't she do that stuff in pitch perfect i've never seen him yes yes her name is fat amy in does the she movie. do farts she does, I guess she, she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does a couple. But she, farts, but she doesn't do that so. in this movie. Correct. So from the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." And then I was like, "Oh, it looks pretty good." And you're like, "You are 100 percent in." So we had to see it, and I walked out happy, and it was good, and I didn't hate it. it. I thought it would be funnier, but it still, you know, had me going. What about you? Yeah, um, I'm gonna agree with a couple things, uh, Sarah. You're 100 percent right. It did zip along. Uh, I think the, the beginning where you're kind of in still like the mundane re- get us to you know the hook of what's gonna happen, um, and that just kind of felt we get like it, it took yeah. like a little bit. Um, but it once it hit the actual kind of premise of being stuck in a romantic comedy, I think it zipped by. I think the movie's only like 88 minutes or something like that, um, which is <laughs> extremely short. And you're definitely right about the third act in romantic comedies. You kind of because like the third act is always like trying to resolve whatever the two people in the relationships differences are because they like break up. Yeah, they they break up or something, and then like the it's about them trying people. to get back together. Yes, yes, and it takes or forever. There's a misunderstanding. Um, but and, this third act was yeah. literally like seven minutes long, I think. So, <laughs> um, so that was nice. Uh, <laughs> that said, I was a little disappointed. Uh, I think it felt like. Like, they clearly, like, understand rom-coms a lot, uh, but it felt like they kind of just fell into the same tropes of the rom-com instead of being able to poke fun at it. Yeah, instead of being able to poke fun at it and kind of it, flip it, it on its head. It became a rom-com, yeah. um, Obviously, you know, we'll get it to it in spoilers, but uh, they do try to kind of flip it on its head, but it still just has all the same rom-com beats. And everything is kind of pretty predictable as it is. Uh, I do think the actors were great. I thought Liam Hemsworth was actually pretty funny, even though they didn't really give him a lot to do. Um, and I'm glad that they didn't, I don't know, they did, they did some good work with this character. And Rebel Wilson was actually fairly entertaining. Uh, the Donnie guy, the the gay best friend, that dude was hilarious. And I like that it wasn't strictly because they tried to make him like flamboyantly gay. Like they actually kind of like attacked it a little bit deeper. So I thought that was like the one thing or one of the couple things they did really well to spin on rom-coms. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth, they, of course, you know, find opportunities to get a shirt off as much mm-hmm. as they can. Um, still the lamest Hemsworth? Or is he the middle no, lamest? No, no. He's second yeah, he's Hemsworth. Second. Westworld Hemsworth is third is. Hemsworth. I don't know. Liam's pretty lame. No, he's more not. Like, more like Lamesworth. <laughs> That's Lames Hemsworth. Whatever. Um, I'm surprised, aside from, like, the epic movie, you know, like, parodies, that they haven't done something like this mm-hmm. before. So... I really think this is going to be like an instant like V-Day thing to roll out, like an instant classic. Um, definitely higher tier rom-com for me, having not seen a lot of them. I still actually was like, I could watch this again. Yeah, I especially liked that they had Fat Amy and uh, what's Adam Devine's character in Josh? Pitch Perfect? Oh, oh, B- uh, Josh. Josh. Bumper. Oh, oh, yeah, Bumper. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I just felt it, like they had to be in this movie together for 
the whole pitch yeah. perfect reason and if they're stupid romance. yeah they work well and they movie. work really well together i thought adam divine was kind of bad though i feel like they, they just like didn't give him very much to do um he's just kind of like yeah some of his stuff fell yeah. flat his like but neck squeeze i think thing. i think part of the issue was the script wasn't like super good and so like some of that affected because i think like I think Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine are pretty good improvisers at the very least, um, and it felt like they only kept some of those takes in, um, and that 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 kind of hurt a little bit because like you could tell like when they were going off script, as opposed to when they were on script, it kind of felt, I don't know, formulaic, a little bit. Um, so mm-hmm. I would have liked I, if it took like more of a Judd Apatow route, where it, not a, like a Judd Apatow rom com, just the Judd Apatow like let people just kind of like make jokes and then do that. Yeah, their chemistry was good. Um, everybody says I need to watch Pitch Perfect, but I just continue to not give it a shot. Would I like uh, it? Pitch often? Perfect is fantastic. The first one's great. Second one's the first okay. one. Third one is poopy, yeah, garbage, as you would it's say. Poopy. It's, it's okay. major, major doo doo. Yeah. No, but the, Ooh, it's, the first it's one. Along. The first one it's is like, on. shut up. <laughs> the first one is a classic. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's so funny. And like, you love Anna Kendrick and Anna Camp. Oh, I do love and Anna whatnot. Camp. Which I must say, you know, some people have told me that I they think I look like her. So not not wearing that headset, she didn't. <laughs> With so goofy as hell. With all my makeup off, and my glasses. <laughs> um, no, I thought Rebel Wilson was really relatable. She wasn't like it wasn't constantly falling down and running into things and making the farts. You know, she actually was. It was more about her being overlooked and just like people like her that aren't just beautiful, just immediately being overlooked. And yeah, I, I actually was like surprised by how toned down I, she was. I think it worked. I think her character worked well, and she did really well because she was actually almost essentially like the straight man in this yeah. movie instead of being the person that's just kind of being outlandish uh, that other people react to. She was reacting to the outlandish shit that was happening, and I think that worked well for her, and that's why she was so entertaining. Yeah, over the top gay guy got a little cr- on my nerves, but like that was the point. I get it. Um, oh no! You loved him, didn't you? I loved him. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. What's up, my booch? <laughs> booch. <laughs> That's like, like my new favorite phrase. Calling people booch. Uh, well, you saw from the trailers. There's of course musical numbers. I thought they were pretty fun. There's a great karaoke scene, and then you know, of course, <laughs> stick around to the credits. We'll talk about the karaoke scene in detail soon. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. Uh, yeah. The, the musical numbers were pretty entertaining. Um, I uh, I guess it really the only other thing that I have specifically is the direction was actually okay in trying to, you know, change up the look between the, you know, like the real world and this rom-com world. And I liked what they did because they obviously drenched it in like color and like just overwhelming flowers and stuff. And like the fact that Rebel Wilson like straight up has an allergy and starts sneezing right away is like kind of like what you feel watching those movies because it's kind of just yeah. like drenching you in it. Um and even when they switch back at the end, uh, not a spoiler, you know that's gonna happen. Um, they what? they still they still kind of like blend the blend the color color schemes a little bit, and I, I respected that. Yeah, I was gonna say the direction and like cinematography is kind of reminded me of Game Night, where I was like, oh, I didn't expect actual creative transitions and shots here. Some of it was a little much. There's like a scene with a church at the end where it literally like spiral zooms from being upside down outward, and I'm like, what is the point of this transition? Do you do you know which one I'm talking about, Austin? Yes, it's I know. It's later I know in the movie, and it just spins out from being zoomed in, and I'm like, what's going on here? But some creative shots in there, more than I'd expect from a you know. A, Slightly unformulaic rom com. Mm-hmm. 
the director was actually the director of Final Girls. I don't know if you remember that oh, movie. Yeah. And uh, Harold, and Ku- Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A great Good Christmas tracker, movie, right? actually. Yeah. Uh, you guys got anything else non-spoilery to talk about? Um, does Priyanka Chopra ever play anyone that's just like a likable character that isn't supposed to be kind of bad? Have you seen her in anything else? I think all I've seen her in is Baywatch, and she was a she, ba- yeah, she was a, an actual botch, villain in that. Bitch, what's the she's thing? She's the lead Booch. in Quantico. Booch. Quantico. Quantico. Uh, I actually, the thing is, is, I actually don't think they really made her that much of a villain in this or unlikable. Yeah. She was just like kind of there. She was just the she hot was there to take happen, away yeah. from yeah. the other. Yeah. You know, she is married to Nick Jonas. Yeah. Who's like ten years younger than her. Yeah. And Jonas. Also probably shorter than her. Jonas. Yeah. Slime. I, I don't get it. That has nothing to do with this movie, but I just don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> uh, any, anything else, Sarah? No. A- anything on your end? No. That's I've got a review end. for you. Cool, yeah. Go for it, man. <laughs> Isn't it romantic? Could be an instant classic in the rom-com category. It's got enough of the com to please the rom-com haters like myself, but enough rom for the romantics. Surprisingly good direction, a few fun musical numbers, and a relatable fat Amy... Had me overall enjoying this parody. I'll give it a B minus. I think you're not allowed to say Fat Amy if you haven't seen Pitch Perfect. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I you can't. I just thought that was like her like actress name. Like that's what she went by. Like you know Zendaya. But <laughs> you this is like Fat Amy. I swear to God, I I thought like it was just part of her persona. <laughs> her name is Rebel. I feel like that's made up too. <laughs> I mean, probably. No, she's yeah. Australian. She's 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 an Aussie. It yeah. feels like a normal Aussie name. Do you have a, re- a review? A three-sentence review like I did? No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. <laughs> what, do what, that? what grade do you give, Sarah? I give it a B. Okay. Ooh, I, B for booch. I, 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 give it, I give it a C+. Plus. Okay. Uh, cool. Rom-com uh, hater. All right, get out I of thought here. you were going to give it a C, Andy. I was close, but I walked out enjoying full and happy joyful and happy the best kind of review you can hear uh so that's it for non-spoilers if you don't want to be spoiled uh stop listening next week we'll have happy death day to you uh oscars recap and true detective finale talk so jam-packed next week uh isn't a romantic spoiler talk starting now spoilers it devolves into a romantic comedy and you know you pretty much know who everyone's gonna be with in the end and you know, nothing really shocking in the last act of this movie, really, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they kind. Of, I mean, you know who she's going to end up with in the first ten minutes. Yeah, of the, the movie. first ten minutes, easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, like you said, I thought they were going to maybe twist it and be like, "She doesn't need anybody; she just needs herself," and that's the end of the movie. But nope. She yeah, no. Gosh. I mean, they they do make the twist for her to like wake up out of the coma or out of this world, being like she has to love herself. But then they completely just say like, no, not really. Like, this is this is like we were actually you a need romantic to fall in comedy. Love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate it. Like, like we were saying, their chemistry works pretty well, and you know, it was like a cutesy little thing about him staring at the window and that whole thing. Um, but obviously, we all saw through ab- that. About that scene though, when she was looking out the window, you could still see the entire body <laughs> of the model, just like not all of the head, and he's like. What do you see? And I was like, is he just covering up that he really is staring at a hot chick all day? Because, I mean, I can see that everything. everything. I called that he was just staring at her. So it was did everybody. So easy. Yeah. yeah. Still, Whatever. he could see it all. 
Um, and then her her newfound confidence or whatever because she loves herself. I didn't quite like buy that buy that whole thing because it wasn't like she didn't believe in herself or anything, or at least that's not what I got in like the first part of the movie, like the first twenty minutes or whatever. And then like like it just felt like yeah they kind of pointed out that she thought that like no one could like her or whatever but it didn't feel like they built that up enough um, and it was like, like she was her, just too nice yeah and like her yeah, lack she was of still like an architect she wasn't yeah. like a secretary her, that had really good architect ideas but never got a shot like yeah. she had a good job and yeah and it was almost like she could just stand up for herself to half of the situations that happened that made us that were supposed to make us think that she doesn't like herself or something, but it felt like she liked herself enough. So I, it, that, it felt like she liked herself outside of like, she didn't think men were interested yes, in her and that's yes, about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, or her dog. Yeah. Yeah. The dog thing was weird. I didn't find the dog stuff funny. <laughs> I kind of did. I was confused. <laughs> I, I liked the, the uh, made up dog or the makeover dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. With yeah. its huge like Afro hair. Yeah. And... I didn't know that one. Oh, Echo, shut up. Um, A lot of the jokes were used in the trailer. I I really was expecting it to be funnier. I thought it'd be more, like, fast jokes per minute. Um, But overall, pretty funny, enjoyable. That karaoke scene, my goodness. Karaoke scene was outstanding. That was, like, one of the moments where I was, like, impressed by the camera work and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. That actually kind of reflects my issue a little bit with the movie, is I didn't understand what the rules were of this rom-com world. (laughs) fantasy world like were people supposed to know like it was like sometimes people tried to force situations to happen that would happen in a romantic comedy sometimes people like 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 it was like the gay friend kind of realized that he was in a romantic comedy but he was just like accepting it like he like was like kind of meta about it yeah but then it was also like other characters like didn't know and we're just playing the role of it i was like i just wanted some consistency and i think it almost would have been better if all of them were kind of the same meta tone that the gay friend had this was isn't it? this isn't the tree of life you know there's not a lot of <laughs> this off. is a rom-com you know let's I, stop digging tree I thought of that life. wasn't josh the only other one besides her that like knew something was weird no he didn't know he or just he believed her yeah he, he just he liked just, her yeah, he just he just said that I'll, like I'll believe you because you believe this, but like I don't think anything's that. It's way. not like I mean he does have a shit eating grin for grin for most of this movie and his life in general, so I could see how he'd be like, "This is a rom com." <laughs> That's just how his face looks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree. The rules were all over the place, but this movie's silly. So also, um, let me point out if I was in her situation and if Liam Hemsworth's character didn't have the heel turn at the end where he tried stealing her idea, I would have just liked to stay in that world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, everything. Yeah. Was why try and get out? Everything better. was awesome. No. Yeah. I also, I thought it was hilarious that they had him be American in the real world and then become his normal Australian self in the, the rom-com. And she's like, Oh, when did you become Australian yeah. or whatever? I thought that was funny. Yeah. The, the whole, uh, beguiling thing beguiling. that cracks me up because when he said it the second time, I was like, no one has ever said that word that many times. Yeah, and then I was beguiling. like, I was so happy when she made the joke about it too. Yeah. Did you just learn that word or something? You're saying it a lot. <laughs> What does that mean? Did you Google it? It I just like means it... like enchanting, I think. Really? <laughs> Andy typed building. <laughs> Close. Charming or enchanting, often in a deceptive way. She is beguiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, how did you guys? Uh, how did you guys feel about um, the the like the closing credit? No, like yeah, the closing credits, the the last dance music montage thing. I've seen some notes that they, that people were like, it would have been great if they just bounced from that and just cut to fade to black, like finally break out of the rom com territory. But whatever, it was funny. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Especially Liam Hemsworth playing the saxophone. <laughs> that shit. Okay, yeah. I didn't think the rest I didn't think like all most of it was like that funny. Uh but then like once he started doing that, I was I was dead. I also liked how like all of them were out of breath. As yeah. Yeah. to say like <laughs> like yeah, this is like what actually would happen. Uh, also, not in the last scene, but in the karaoke scene, MVPs of the karaoke scene were those three female backup yeah. singers that <laughs> were just like the, the middle-aged <laughs> women. They were straight into that song. They when, were ripping when, it. When she like fell on the ground and was laying there, and they pop up behind her, <laughs> yeah. and their bodies are like yeah. convulsing. They're like yeah. so into this performance. Yeah. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the karaoke scene was like the only scene where they tried to make. Uh, Priyanka be like the villain because she was like, you know, like all snidely watching her like fail up there. Yeah. And, like obviously she starts doing well. So we've barely talked about her quote unquote best friend because she's barely in the movie. But um, what do you think about her? I mean, who who is that gal? Sarah, you said she's a star in she's, something else. She's in Glow. She's yeah. Glow? Betty Gilpin. She's like, mm. Yeah, that's her name. She, but she's like super hot in Glow, and they didn't make her hot in this. <laughs> Yeah, she did, didn't really do much. Yeah, she was just kind of there to serve the whole, um, you know, just be, be a cliche for the rom-com switch. She and to like, let Rebel Wilson exposition dump about how much she hates rom-coms and, like, set up all the cliches and rules to the audience. Yes, yeah. yes, pretty pretty much. I did, like, I did like their back and forth a little bit on her, like, watching movies at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like 43 yeah. more minutes, at least. Like, just let me finish it. <laughs> Just one a week? Yeah. No, how about no more ever? <laughs> no more for good. Just watching the wedding singer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff, like the the like that kind of banter I think I would have enjoyed more instead of it just being constantly like about the rom com stuff. Uh, but you know, I can't can't get what I want always. I wanted to comedy. to see the parking garage, uh, like concept art, didn't you? I, I was interested to see how she'd make something that people always overlook something beautiful. I was very confused by that. I was also very confused on. She said like it's a I have metaphor. the plan for. No, no, but she was like, I have the plan for your hotel at the end. But then she just started p- talking about the parking garage. I was like, did she actually make the hotel plan, or is this still just a parking garage? I was like, did she do something that they didn't even ask for? Like, I was very confused. You know what she did? She was beguiling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Charming, but a deceptive way. Um, it's a good word. All right, I don't have anything else. How about you guys? I got nothing else. It was uh, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we didn't talk about is how her and Adam Divine ended up. Is it Devine? Divine? Divi- it's Divine. I keep wanting to say Adam Levine. <laughs> it's, it's close. Not, it's not There's him. One, it's Divine. One is slightly better looking than the other. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> up to you to decide which one. <laughs> yeah, you make that call. Uh, what, did they end up together? Yeah. Well, they ended up going on a date. It could crash and burn. Who knows? Yeah. They, uh, don't, sh- they don't show it. Which they don't. Is another rom-com Sequel! Thing. He gets stuck in it. Ooh, I would Ooh. like that, actually. Yeah. I called it. You heard it here first. Hot scoop. Mm-hmm. Isn't it romantic, uh, too? Mm-hmm. What would the subtitle be for that? Colon... 
Beguiling. <laughs> That's good. Beguiling. It's, it's the guy in the lead. I love it. I hope they're I hope they're writing it right now. I'm writing the script right now. <laughs> Alright, uh C plus for me. B minus here. B. Alright. A nice grading upward scale there. Uh thank you for listening. Uh let us know what you thought about Isn't It Romantic and if you would like to stay trapped in a romantic comedy world versus real life, uh like I decided I would like to happen. And, and let us know if you want us to see Alita. We skipped it because <sighs> This bug-eyed woman, and I don't, I didn't read the manga or anime or whatever it was before that. I just, it doesn't look just, great. Please, please don't make us see it. Please, don't make us no see one it. respond. We'll you guys don't respond it, to anything else, so don't respond to this. Please. <laughs> yeah. We always ask you to tweet us on Facebook, us, and no one does. So <laughs> this would be the one time if people we don't come want out for this. Oh boy, I'm, I'm going to be slightly happy, but can slightly I, upset. Can I make a comment? Sure. I think that next week you should see How to Train Your Dragon and not the stupid not horror Happy Death, Death Day. Day Happy Death Day. Okay, Day. Happy Death Day is like more of like a comedy. Okay. Yeah, it really is. You Relax. would love the first one. It's stupid. But like How to Train Your Dragon, guys. Well, people can let us know. Yeah. They can decide. Yeah, your vote doesn't count because you're technically a recurring guest, so you're not a listener. Your listener True. Vote doesn't count. I am a listener. Also, I have to see all the movies with Andy, so that's what no, I want to No, I go see. see the really scary ones by myself. Uh, yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you Sorry. for listening. Uh, tweet us. Let us know what you want us to see next. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be Happy Death Day. It's going to be Happy Death Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, review, share, all that fun stuff, and we will see you next week. Peace. Give us an outro. What? Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That, that was beguiling. Beguiling. I don't have a thing.